turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen from Briefing.com, Chief Economist. How are you today, Mr. Rosen? Dr. Jeff? Can you hear me? I can hear you. There you are. Um, How are you? I'm pretty good. Okay. So on to business. Um, Bad news is good news for the stock market. Is bad news good news for you when today we see durable goods orders fall 1.4% or is bad news just bad news? I mean, the econ front bad news is just bad news. I mean, the stock market has been moving on, you know, the odds of a rate hike and bad news in their minds makes you know rate hike get pushed off, which is good news for you know the equity market because it keeps money more in equities and bonds. But as, as an economist, I don't want to see people out of work. I don't want to see you know people's incomes fall or you know having you know problems because of economic constraints. So to me, bad news is bad news. The report that I pointed out right there to start um, as far as um, big ticket items, how bad is that news? Um, I mean, it's bad because it's been an ongoing trend. I mean, if you look at CapEx uh, demand I mean, for business investment, we've had six consecutive months of monthly declines in um, orders of non-defense capital goods, excluding aircraft. If you look at uh, non-transportation orders, you've had several months in a row of declines. I mean, th- this is a you know an ongoing event. This isn't just one month's worth of data. You know, and you know it's interesting is that you keep hearing reports that oh February is bad because you had you know inclement weather in in the Northeast, and there was no doubt that you had bad weather, but every report has been bad. You know, it's not just, you know, one section or one area or even one month. I mean, the data since, you know, in January really has been has been terrible. So, you know, it's not a very good start to the year. It's, it doesn't say that you're going to have a strong rebound like we saw last year when weather effects uh, may have played a role in the uh, Q1 contraction uh, in 2014. But this year it just seems different. With that being said, you 
kind of just painted a broad brush where all the data is bad so far this year. Jobs numbers are pretty good, though, right? Yeah, that's really been the you know the only area that we've been seeing uh, really nice growth over multiple months, you know, levels that uh, are normally associated with an improving economy. So it seems at least that companies believe that things that are going on right now may be temporary, you know, that they're hiring not for, you know, March sales. They're hiring because Q3 and Q4 sales are going to be strong and they need to meet, meet that demand. So in that respect, things are going well. It's just the fact that, you know, typically you don't think of – uh, payrolls is a leading indicator. You, it's more of a coincident indicator, even possibly a lagging indicator. Uh, so the fact that payrolls are, are continuing to improve you know, doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to get better. You know, that, that's a, it's not really the story in that case. We're hearing a lot of talk from Fed officials that expect interest rate hikes this year. Um, are you in that camp, and do you think that's a smart thing for them to be saying right now? Uh, if, if anybody's been reading my work or listening to me on, you know, on your show, I'm a, about as dovish as you could possibly get. I'm, you know, I'm at the point where I don't see why you would raise rates in 2015. You know, at this point, my forecast wouldn't call for rates to be raised, you know, at least until the middle of 2016. Now, it doesn't mean that. You know the Fed won't do it, or that if the Fed does choose to raise rates, it's not going to be you know, an economic calamity. But you know we're looking at the two main factors, the targets of what the Fed is supposed to do. They're supposed to maintain full employment and manage inflation. And you have downward trending inflation if you look at core, if you look at um, you know basically any measure of inflation is downward trending. Uh, and then if you look at the unemployment rate, that rate looks good. I mean, we're at 5.5%. The CBO suggests that uh, the full employment rate is 5.4%. So according to that measure or that metric, you know, we're right at the cusp of full employment. We shouldn't be able to get much, much better uh, uh, labor market growth, you know, in the, mean, in the near term. But, you know, in my opinion, and I think the Fed said in their minutes last week that, since you, you know, the Fed believes that you can get better labor market conditions, my opinion is that the unemployment rate is biased, that you know, several million people have left the labor force you know, while they were dis from discouragement during the Great Recession. These workers who would normally come back during a regular recovery remain on the sidelines. So instead of counting all these people as unemployed, they're just not factored into the unemployment rate. So you have an unemployment rate that's you know, severely lower than what it normally should be. Uh, I looked at just wages, you know, and in the back of the envelope calculation based on wage growth, you would expect an unemployment rate around 8%. You know, there have been other calculations that looked at more of demographics and labor force dynamics, and they have, uh, you know, forecasts of an unemployment rate of 9% today. And if you plug in those numbers, downward trending inflation, an 8 to 9% unemployment rate, you would have no reason whatsoever to raise rates. I mean, you would be probably seeing arguments of saying, you know, we need to add more stimulus to the economy, keep it going. What are we, why are we stopping the quantitative easing? Why are we even thinking raising rates? But the fact is, if you look at the headline number and you plug that number into a typical Taylor rule or, or Fed forecast on, on uh, where rates should go, you could, get a, you, you could make an argument for positive 
uh, you know, Fed funds rate. But, you know, that's based on, on a number, you know, the unemployment rate that I just believe is bogus right now. And, you know, downward trending inflation, which doesn't improve when you uh, raise rates. I have a question. Um, one of the things that you have to do is kind of project a little bit of the future. And gas prices have come down. That's helping the consumers, in theory. Mortgages, I think, have been an untold story in the last five years with incredibly low rates. People have changed their balance sheets by refining, refining, getting a better, longer, lower rate, which should help us for the next 10, 15, 20 years in our economy. I certainly have refinanced four mortgages, and I feel like, hey, I got extra money. Um, do you feel that the consumer is going to benefit from those two events, the lower gas prices and the lower mortgage rates, or are we just going to blow the well, money regardless? And not get to where we want to go. It's kind of surprising. Lower mortgage rates, when you look at economic models and look at dynamic models that, like, the Fed would be using, doesn't really impact the economy very much because what you're doing is transferring money from bank owners to non-bank owners, but the overall um, pot is necessarily not changed. So people that had bank stocks saw lower returns because they weren't getting you know, uh, payments to mortgages that had higher rates. So, you know, you don't really see it. What you'll see possibly is a better marginal rate of spending or a lower marginal currency to save because you don't need to save as much to pay for your mortgage as you did in the past. But it's it's pretty minor. The gas prices are good if consumers decide to, you know, to use that money and spend it as opposed to saving it. What we've been seeing over the last few months is that uh, consumption growth has underperformed income growth, even though gas prices have come down. So what people have been doing is they've been stockpiling not only some extra income gains, but they've been stockpiling those gas price savings. And since that's more of an internal spending uh, component, that's reducing potential economic growth more than the, uh, the drop in mortgage rates. So to me, that's a challenge. You know, why are consumers deciding to hold back on spending this, you know, windfall of income, you know, these lower gas prices that could only help the economic growth, and, and they're not doing that. Speaking with the chief economist, Dr. Jeffrey Rosen, briefing.com, site that I start every day at, typically with, uh, you know, the front page, the first page. Um, anything else that you're working on that you want to bring up? We've got about a minute, minute and a half. I mean, we're looking again next week to get another employment report. You know, it seems to be what everybody wants to look at to see how things are. I mean, the, the key components of the report, not necessarily the headline payroll number. It's going to be, you know, are, are we seeing wage growth? Are we seeing income growth? Uh, you know, we're going to want to look at the unemployment rate, but not specifically the unemployment rate, but to see if we're seeing any discourage workers return if we're going to see another increase in the labor force. So don't get too caught up in the headlines, but you know, this, these reports now are you know, more looking at into the weeds to see where trends are actually coming because that's going to detect how um, you know, the economy is going to respond in the next several months. You now, really, we need to see some good, uh, good, not necessarily payroll numbers, but good wage gains, and, and that's going to be key. Thanks very much. That's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. I think next week I'm going to have to ask him what he sees the ideal unemployment number going to, because now we are starting to focus on not necessarily the you know 5.5 five to 5.4, but wage inflation. We want to see that happen to 
to improve the economy. Some people don't want to see it happen to keep interest rates low with the Fed. It's a damnation game. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested, and more. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. You can find out more about briefing.com at briefing.com, a very reliable source. Oh, 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 oh